Welcome to a new season of Two Whatever's Way Up. I am one of your hosts, Seth. I have the professional cynic with me here, Jesse. Jesse, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, I'm a little sick. I'm getting over a cold, but I'm here. I'm good. The muscle man muscles through. We also have our other host, the horror whore. Hope is here with us. How are you feeling, my dear? I am post-op. I am back. All my insides are gone. Yay. So thank you. No more guts. Just pipe letting. (laughs) So thank you, everyone, who helped me out with my surgery, pre, post, and during, whatever. Um, I am back. I have new equipment. Well, I got rid of my internal equipment, and I got new external equipment. <laughs> How did I know this is where the joke was going to go? How did I know? Because so, uh, <laughs> it's me. I'm your horror whore. Right. Um, so, real quick, funny story before we get into this. Um, Absolutely. I, obviously, everyone knows I work in a lab, and I really wanted my insides back i was like yes i knew they have to go through pathology but oh um, jesus christ i i was like i know they have to go through pathology but like you know they don't use the entirety of the organs when they run pathology they just they slice it up they take what they need and test it and i was like hmm i wonder if i can get my stuff back so the last day i was at work uh before i was off for a while uh i grabbed a sterile container and i filled it with formalin at work and i had my coworker decorate it and i put like my name and stuff on it and when i showed up to the hospital for my surgery i was like i have this can you put my stuff in it it's formalin it has like the labels and stuff i was like it's, it's formalin i just want my stuff i know you have to send it to pathology but can i have my stuff and like the nurse, like three nurses and the doctor all stopped and they're like, no one has ever asked us this. What the fuck? <laughs> this is the most G-rated, R-rated story I've ever listened to in my life. I don't know how you're threading this needle, but I think I can post this to TikTok. <laughs> and, and they were just like, I, I don't know if we can. I was like. I mean, it's formal and it's tested. I put the labels on it. It has the biohazard. I have it. I, it's it's all legit. Just put it in the, the cup, please. And they're like, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> and sadly, I have no organs at home with me. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to ask, like, do you know anything about like a, a layman, someone that does not work in a lab and have access to that kind of stuff? What is that process for them? Because I've always wanted to keep my leg if I ever had to get it amputated. Uh, actually, we do get a fuck ton of legs at work all the time. I'm the only one who actually handles them because I'm the only one who wants to touch them. <laughs> um, but Understood. Makes sense. I mean, typically speaking, when they send the leg, again, we're not going to gross and dissect the whole... Gross means like to cut up and whatnot. Um, oh. Cause like the the place where we do like the cutting up is called the gross room, the grossing area. Um, Interesting. So I didn't know gross was a professional term. Yeah, gro- uh, grossing technician, like level one, level two, whatever. That's like a thing. Um, wow. And so people will send legs. We'll get it in a, like a giant um, biohazard um, receptacle, and then it's in a biohazard bag inside the receptacle, and then. We'll get it, but we don't like cut up the whole thing. Um, I do know some places, more so like mom and pop labs, they'll 
they'll give you they could like give you bones back or like organs back but like something like a leg is hard mm. to get back because of all the flesh and the tissue um yeah, yeah. so even when we have it in our leg fridge it's still even at the colder temperature it still rots and necrots so um Ew. but we have to keep them for up to 30 days oh uh, no not 30 days it was up to 60 days before we can dispose of it properly because we have to keep it in just in case there's more testing uh we have to do that for all of our specimens uh but more so because we can't like stick it in a giant formalin container like we could like smaller objects because the form the formalin okay. is a preservative okay. um so it i didn't realize uh season three would be me explaining this uh <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> launching into it hard but yeah and that's just like the basics i'm not gonna go into the whole shebang but sure. you know what you no, should no, no. you know what you should have done you should have asked for the all your stuff back and then cast them in resin and turned it into a coffee table i yeah. wanted no wow. i was legit my friend does resin professionally and i was legit gonna like get my stuff and make like a resin sculpture but again i they didn't give it back to me so um, Damn. Unfortunate. I guess we'll have to go rob somebody else for their bits. I know. Yeah. I was like, it's mine. Damn it. But whatever. Wow. <clears throat> well, opening on body autonomy, let's do a little housekeeping before we jump into our episode proper. What have you guys been watching lately? I'm so curious. We've been we've been off for uh, a month and a half. Uh, no no clips, no episodes. People have missed us. What have we been filling our time with here? What have I been watching? Uh, oh, Reacher season two. I finished Reacher season two. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't like it as much as the first season. You can tell that it's they had to make a lot of cuts or changes to the book because the first mm. season, based on the killing floor, um, they had to add stuff because right. the book is so like bare bones and so short. So they had to add yeah. a lot of stuff to get it up to eight episodes. Whereas with the season two, they had to cut stuff to get it down to eight episodes. So you can mm. kind of see there's a lot of conceits. There's a lot of it's also not the best writing. There's some bad dialogue. There's some it's like, well, that's a wild coincidence. You know, so you get you get one or two get out of jail free cards in every yeah. story. A few coincidences, but they really rely on a lot of happenstance in the second season. Um I mean, he's he's Terminator Batman. There's nothing he can't do, right? Yeah, he's kind of like an he's kind of like the perfect soldier all through se the second season. He doesn't make any mistakes like it does in the first season. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there is there is one moment towards the end of the second season where he's like walks into the front gate and there's that music that's playing. And I was like, all right, all right, this is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah you know what song I'm talking about, so yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's it's it's good. It's not great. Um, the third season's already been they're already shooting. Yeah, it, actually, uh, season three the base based on the book Persuader, which is widely considered the worst oh, geez. book. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Uh, well, it, I, I'm in the middle of reading it. It's bad. It's just there is a lot of, like, you got to stretch before you reach that far. <laughs> uh, right, right. It's basically okay. an agent an, an agent is trying to infiltrate a drug trafficking ring uh, in, a, in a, 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 a crime family that's in Maine, and the agent goes missing, and they end up crossing paths with Reacher. And so they're like, well, look, this is all off the books. We can't really go to our superiors because we did this illegally. Uh, so mm. would you go break in for us and find our agent for us 
So they send him undercover uh, to try to break into this crime family and infiltrate. So basically for the whole story, he's trying to play the bad guy. I cannot wait for all the jokes in that season about him going undercover and it being impossible because he's the size of a baby elephant. I was going to say, like, how is he going to go undercover? (laughs) Oh, there's somebody else that's the, the bodyguard of the family. He's even bigger than him. Oh shit! Oh god! Yeah. Okay. They even say like he had he takes steroids and he's impotent oh, and he god. likes to he likes to fuck with the husband's wife. Like he, yeah, he's uh, yeah. I, I imagine like uh, if Alan Richardson was trying to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh hell yeah, bro! Okay. Yeah, two okay. like slabs of meat slapping into each other. It's like yeah. Beautiful. All I can think is the best Fast and Furious with Vin Diesel <laughs> and The Rock just. Collide into each other. Yes. Oh God. Nothing but protein and testosterone. <gasps> oh yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Jeez. How about you, Hope? What do you, you What have you been watching? Uh, I've actually just been like knocking stuff off my like wanted to watch movie list, uh, like yeah. old and new. Um, like just a couple of things I watched were um. This this new documentary on Max Chowchilla about the uh, mass kidnapping. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not watched it. I saw it pop up on yeah. HBO Max. I, I, what did you think uh, of it? It was crazy. Uh, like the there's not really like a twist at the end, but the twist at the end is like okay. Um, Whoa. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I watched like Dick's the Musical. So that well, trailer that had me that, very that, interested. That trailer popped up, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, so yeah. it's I wanted to see that because Megan Thee Stallion and Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, both yeah, of yeah. that. Well, Megan Thee Stallion has my heart because she's a total weeb, and uh, <sighs> like she's hosting the Country Roll Awards. Oh my that, god, that's yeah. awesome! I'm sure the nerds are going absolutely insane oh, over yeah. that. Ape shit, ape shit. Um, you know, and just like, um, and then of course I saw a couple like indie movies like Flora and Son and Landscape with Invisible Hand. Um, so yeah, I've just been like knocking off movies, the one by one, just Love like it. wanting to get my watch list down, even though it keeps. By the way, can I just say real quick, shout out to Dice Art because every single time. I think I found the most obscure fucking movie. And I go yeah. and I'm like, oh, put it on my watch list. He's already put it on his watch list. I'm like, <sighs> I was like, only three people know about this. How does he already have it on his watch list? So <laughs> His letterbox is like his absolute God-given proof of how much of a hipster he is. I've, yeah. Like, that exact same thing has happened to me before where I'll go, damn, this movie looks really good. Nobody on Letterboxd has commented or added it except for Dysart. Yes. How did you find this thing? (laughs) Like, there's literally like this. uh, I found like a two minute Japanese indie film from like 70 years ago. And the same thing. It was like, no one, no one, no one. Dysart. I was like, how the fuck? The way this changed my life when I saw it at age 38. And like, it's always like it's something deep. I, I love it. His letterbox is It's awesome. ridiculous. But yeah, so yeah. I just been pleasure watching. Mm. Perfect. Oh, excellent. 
it does bring here. up something else I wanted to address is that uh, there's that Chris oh, yeah. Nolan interview that just happened with uh, Stephen Colbert, and he apparently admits he loves the Fast and Furious movies. Ah! Congratulations, Seth. You have some kinship now. That's right. Son of a bitch. That's right. I can't. I just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Not for me. No, I, I, I understood. No worries. Yeah. At least he admitted that Tenet doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> Jack. By the, the way, man. this was supposed to be a film rescue episode today, but we were going to have Jack Packard back with us, and he had to bow out for family issues. Uh, so we'll push Tenet down the line to do that on film rescue to open to uh, probably like mid-season. Yeah, the end whenever of the season, we can but, get uh, him back. Yeah, so. yeah we, yeah, we want we want to have Jack back uh, to do uh, film rescue for that because we all watched Tenet. We're all like, still don't get it. Well, and it, it'll be his first non DC, yeah, uh, non superhero. Yeah. Really, he's yeah, done yeah, Marvel and DC. His his first one was X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, so That's he's right. this is his first non cape film, and you know, I love it. We don't have many cape movies on film rescue this season, which I'm oh, very I know. happy. I'm so with. happy. I'm no, cool. I I think. I think Beyond Superman Returns, everybody, uh, we had a couple requests for cape movies, and I was like, we've covered them all. It's There's the same thing. We can only say so many times. Yeah, it's, it's all the same shit. Right. What about you, Seth? Tell us your updates in life. Absolutely. So um, I've been trying to catch up on series streaming anywhere that I can, anything that's been short. So I caught uh, The Devil's Hour on Amazon. Okay. That was um, what what uh, presents itself as a ghost story turns into a fucked up reincarnation story. And it's kind of great. Um, Peter Capaldi plays the villain and holy shit. He's no dude. Peter Capaldi can bring it. Oh man. And he's locked in a room for the whole thing. Like the whole thing, oh, okay. he's locked in a room, and you're like, "How is this the guy, the villain?" Is it, and he's is it free on awesome. Prime, really or did good. you have to rent it? Yeah, yeah, it, uh, Prime. Yeah, it's uh, Prime. What? Uh, Pri- okay. Original Prime original. I'll have to put that mm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on my list. <laughs> yeah, yep. uh, eight episodes. I th- they might squeeze a season two out of it. Honestly, I could end exactly where it ended. It was kind of it was nice. tight. I liked it. Um, Hmm. Also on Amazon, I started the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series with uh, Donald Glover and his uh, bow. You were asking one. us it about is... that. How, what, yeah. like, is it good? Is it, like... It's got to be better than the movie. I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need uh, Jesse to put a towel under himself where I describe this the opening of this series. So okay. Mr. and Mrs. Smith opens on... Alexander Skarsgård and Isa Gonzalez just making out in a sundress and then they start getting shot at and it's awesome dude like <laughs> that is like the opening sequence just promises you what the series is going to be and then it switches to Donald Glover's character um it's good I'm only two episodes in Devin's finished it and he swears by okay. it so I'm I'm going to Oh it's complete it. is they're not doing episode by episode no, no, they release the full season at once. Amazon's doing it the right oh. way. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes they'll do like episode by episode, like they did with Reacher, but then they'll do like a full season dump with this. It's, that's strange. I, I th- so the way Amazon runs their sh- their stuff is they'll actually put the pilot on YouTube first, 
And then if huh. the if the YouTube pilot does well, they'll launch the full first season, and then the second season they switch to the weekly okay. release to pull uh, you in. Okay. Their, their goal is to get you in, yeah, yeah, oh, get okay. you in with that first season, and then say, all right, now it's episodic, and I can kind of deal with that. That gives me the okay. best of both worlds. Fair enough. Fair enough. Gotcha. Gotcha. I saw I'm, that. I saw that Paramount started doing that as well when uh, they were dropping stuff for the second season of Halo. Oh, they yeah. put the whole first season for free on YouTube. Like, dude, you're not going to give this no. anybody. <laughs> you're, literally nobody cares. But guys, nobody this cares. season has an ODST sequence Ooh, in it. Big... And he doesn't put his fucking helmet back on. Dude, they're getting kind of <laughs> shitty about that, too. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, God damn it. They're like, if you guys hate the helmet off, then you're not real fucking fans. And I was like, bro, Deuces. watch, watch the Mandalorian. Off. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Pedro Pascal, the face, the man with the face in Hollywood right now is right. like, no, nah, I can do the helmet. Well, even though, <sighs> yeah. yeah, you get days off for the for the three scenes he actually puts the helmet on, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Well, yeah, we had we had to do a update update, so I think we can finally jump in. Hell yeah! Well, today we're talking about my man, Mr. Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the last great adventure movie he will ever make, The Adventures of Tintin. Hey, did you guys really hate that uh, that Crystal Skull movie? Well, here's the apology. Right. <laughs> this is literally an apology. I pointed this out to Seth. I was like, this is the mo- movie that followed right after Crystal Skull. And he's like, hey, guys, seriously, I can still do it. I've still got it. I just can't do it with George sitting next to me. So, so here it is. Sorry. And I love that take. Oh yeah, great. I had never thought of it that way before. Because in, in my mind, this is such this is so insular, um, insular. But yeah, no, you're you're straight up correct. Like th- as as I was rewatching it last night, every single scene, I was like, "Damn, you could really just swap out with old Harrison Ford and a young kid." And yeah. this is this is just straight up an Indiana Jones movie by any other name. This is your short round adventure that you wanted. There exactly. You oh my god. How good would that have been? Oh, so uh, good. Yeah, so I wanted to bring this on the show. Uh A to show that post 2010 Steven Spielberg can still bring it and not in in things other than dramas. I want to be very clear. Man, yeah. his fans get real achy when you shit the on them even a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the post. Yes, guys, that was an excellent film, I promise. Um, Fablemans, Fablemans was fine. David Lynch played John Ford. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where's the horizon? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to bring this one on, A, because I saw it in theaters, and that was the last time I had seen it, and so I wanted to be, like, 100% sure that this was excellent. And upon recent rewatch, I was like, God damn, this was a absolutely missed movie. Like nobody talks yeah. about this. Yeah. It did well. It it financially did pretty well against the budget of uh 135. Uh, it did made 374. That's pretty decent return on investment. Not huge, but pretty good. You should look up what the international split is on this. You will never guess the split. What? So so normally an American film uh like 75 to 80 percent of the budget will be made in america and then the other tw- you know 20 maybe 25 right. maybe a little less will be made up internationally this one? this one was closer to 50 50 really huh wow yeah wow um, reason being 
Tintin is famous around the world. Like, well, I it's, was, I was... it's Superman, Mickey Mouse, and then Tintin, basically. There's a French comic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it originated in Europe, so I, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so this was, like, the kind of stuff that Spielberg and Kennedy and Moffat and Edgar Wright would have, like, grown up reading right um so like the the source material just kind of makes more sense overseas than it does in america and our, the mm. american return was not a lot it was not uh super significant i was yeah um, i was gonna say like i know personally i did not grow up reading the tintin same like yeah. i i didn't yeah. and it not it wasn't anything against it it just wasn't my audience i guess i don't i don't know yeah well, and like, kind of. I guess the closest thing, to... thing we had in America was like, I don't know the. I mean, besides Indiana Jones, obviously, was like maybe the Hardy Boys. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Maybe. Hardy Boys definitely have a similar For flavor like Nancy to this. Drew absolutely, or like yeah, They're, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, and I think another aspect of this was this: uh, the Tintin comic had the the like running comic issue where you're jumping in deep into his adventures. It's like Buckaroo Banzai, where like you're just going to kind of run along with this if you're jumping in because you don't know any of these characters yeah. and they'll just refresh your memory every once in a while on different people. So it's like, th this is just old school stuff and, and that's why it really appeals to Spielberg and I think he's working some magic in making this kind of stuff that, like all three of us are into comics yeah. so it's not like we're avoiding this kind of comic stuff but like they made it more accessible I think to a, to a more modern audience. Um Let's jump into it. What did you guys think? Had either of you seen this before we watch uh, watch for this? Never yeah, seen I've it. never seen it either. Oh boy. Okay, um, Jesse, let's start with you. What uh, initial thoughts? I know you. Uh, normally, you're not a big fan of this kind of like CGI work. I'm curious if this worked for you in this case. I typically don't like realistic looking CGI films because they always screw up one thing, and it's the eyes. Mm. They got it right. There's no uncanny valley. Holy shit. Like, it's possible, guys. It was guys. gorgeous work. It really was gorgeous yeah. CGI. Like, I was very... That was the one thing I said. Like, even if I don't like the story, I'm very impressed with the CGI work. Yeah, yeah. There's... To the degree that they will almost blow out some of the light and highlights on people just so you can see little textures in, like, Tintin's yeah. hair when, when the sun hit... Dude, like... <sighs> This was a tech piece to show off what they could do with oh, this kind of uh, CGI. Damn. Yeah, it, it it showcases that if you put the effort where it's needed, uh, then it actually... The, the only other films I can think of that, that pull off uh, this kind of effects work, I guess, is the Avatar movies. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see. I that. mean, name Hon another realistic looking CGI film that has this level of quality. No, honestly, I think um, Love, Death, and Robots was, was the first thing say. that I'd seen recently where I was like, yeah. "Oh wow, they finally caught up to Tintin." Yeah, I was. I was yeah. gonna say Love, Death, and Robots has always impressed me. Um, well, I was gonna say even some Pixar films though are very, very detailed. Like I, I think of the perfect example yeah. would be. Uh, brave and I just think mm. of Merida's hair to have that rich wavy curly hair like that yeah. and just how detailed it was and how like 
much body it had just little things like that or like the bear's fur so i i think mm. there's a few in between but yeah it is very hard to get like a good like cgi <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the first example of realistic CGI was that Final Fantasy movie that nobody liked. Oh, Spirits Within? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, did yeah, a commentary yeah. track on nobody... that. Yeah, I think we almost the, fell asleep I, watching it. actually be very... A side note. Uh, so Jesse and I did the commentary track for that, and that was the very first thing I ever recorded for Montrester slash Jaguar Sharks. It was the very first thing oh, ever. yeah. Um, and then sorry. Uh, the second thing would be a film rescue episode, but it, it was like it's it was just funny that my intro was a commentary track. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All we had to comment on was like, man, this is really boring. I know. <laughs> How do you screw this oh. up? <laughs> it's okay. They came back around with Advent. Oh God, and they yes, made it thank you. I went out of my way yeah, to come yeah, to yeah, theaters. Not- <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's getting re-released. That's right. Well, also, Mike wants to do a game rescue for Crisis Core, so I got to play that Final Fantasy game now. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said it's short. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that it might be the shortest Final Fantasy thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, Final hand. Fantasy are typically long as shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Jesse, what's really working for you in Tin Tin? Like, what, what really... Beyond, so, we, we've covered um, you know, the excellent CGI. What's really functional for you here? Uh, what works for me? Um, hey, you guys ever seen that movie Raiders of a Lost Ark? It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see it again in CGI. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's it's just an Indiana Jones movie, like it, it just to the point where it follows the almost the exact same beats. Like, remember the the tuck tuck chase that's in the new Indiana Jones? That yeah, that goddamn long ass fucking sequence that goes on way too goddamn long. They did the exact same thing here, and it's half the length that it looks better. <laughs> Leave your audience wanting more. God damn it. Stop putting too much shit in your movies. I'm looking at you, Extraction 2. Why do you have a 20-minute long take in your movie? We're not going <laughs> I've never seen any of the Extraction films. I don't really have any interest. Um, oh, God. But yeah, don't. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's pure um, ridiculousness. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but yeah, like the the, uh, the motorcycle chase. Oh, trying yeah. to get the, the, uh, the paper... And uh, they're going down the uh, the mountain, and it, then the the flood rushes down, and it's like the buildings falling because the tank got it went underneath <laughs> it. It's like all this stuff. It's ridiculous, and it's completely unrealistic physically. Like physics, who gives a shit? But same thing with Indiana Jones. Physics, who gives a shit? Right. right. Like, well, and they get one extra level of excusion here because it is still technically a cartoon, right? It's like it's very right. realistic. Yeah. But when they it's need to just be- removed enough from reality. If you check the frames on this movie, they get real rubbery at different points just to make some of these things happen the correct way. I, I noticed um, the captain's knee at one point turns from a, a joint into just like a rainbow <laughs> because that's what yeah. functionally is needed for his knee to do in that scene. <laughs> and it's just for a couple frames, but it's so funny. Like these people turn into straight up cartoons in the action sequences. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, it's. But you can't get away with it because the original material is a comic. You know, it's more childlike. It's I some of those things I was like, I can forgive that because of what the original material is, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes me think 
Because if you had done this live action, this would never be as good. Right. No. This this would never work. It makes me think of, hey, what would have happened if the MCU was all CGI movies? Mm. How much would we forgive? Yeah. Interesting. I would forgive mountains of shit in Doctor Strange 2 if it was all CGI. Well, and like, just imagine how much easier that job is when you're building the entire frame and not locked into what the camera grabbed. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. That, a big advantage to this style is like you can have these extended Rube Goldberg, Wallace and Gromit action sequences. <laughs> I love it's it. It's very absurd. It's yeah. very absurd. That's what makes it good. Yeah. Well, and like by the, the the scene you're mentioning here specifically, by the time he actually snatches anything from the hawk, your heart's pounding, dude. You're like, he's oh, yeah. had 17, like, like tries to grabs through that and just hasn't got anything. It just you can't push live action that far. You have like a three like a three rule because yeah, you, try, yeah. you gotta highlight things for reality. And this says, No, 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 this is not reality. Just this kid's gonna be grabbing for that scroll for the next three miles and he's not gonna grab it. I mean it it works. Completely works. Yeah. What about you, Hope? What worked for you? I I would say I love the fact that they had an absolute belligerent drunk. Yeah. Played yeah, by yeah. Andy Serkis. The the cast on this oh, is amazing. Yeah, the cast is phenomenal. You had Daniel Craig, you had Andy Serkis, you had the, the writing crew, like uh, Jamie Bell was Tintin, you know. I, Peter Jackson produced this. How'd you get all yeah. these people in the same room at the same I, time? It was crazy. Uh, but I, I think what I loved is the the pure realism. You know, you have this adventure boy and quite honestly, half the what he gets done is by pure dumb luck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's not that he's like some smart genius. He just he's just very optimistic and adventurous, and he just happens to fall like fall into this stuff. You know, it, it's you know. So I I liked that it's more realistic than like some boy genius or something. I liked yeah. that the captain was a belligerent drunk because it shows he was depressed. I I like that. I love that it made the cops look fucking dumb as shit. Um, oh boy, right? Simon Pegg and Nick yes! Frost, as, and that they as were voiced by those two guys made it even better. Thompson and Thompson. Uh, I I loved the characters in this. Like I just really loved the characters. It, yeah. it it's what worked for me and it, and it, again it's from the realism again they're put into unrealistic situations but they're still very real and it made me like more drawn to them and i i like that it even though it's a kids movie it didn't like talk down to kids it showed kids real people and yeah. i can appreciate that it made me it made me think of a Another Steven Spielberg thing. Steven Spielberg made me think of my childhood. Animaniacs. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, another yep. thing for kids, but didn't talk down to kids. And I loved that about him. He did Freakazoid. He did Animaniacs. Like he did all those. And I've always very much appreciated 
what he does, you know, because of that. I've always loved that. Always, always, always. So, like, when it comes to Spielberg's animation department and everything, I've been a fan since childhood. So. Absolutely. He gets you early. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm, a big fan of his ability to make mine even minor characters great like i i because I, I, I agree with you hope like all the characters in this really really stand out and it goes back to something i think i've said on the show before um you don't know the actor's name you don't even know his name in the movie but in raiders of the lost ark you remember the guy that says it's being worked on by top men right top oh yeah men. right that guy. That yeah. guy. That's a Spielberg like flourish that you go, oh yeah, this extra in this movie who has a line, and you you just can't get the line read out of your head because he knows how to make these really really impactful characters out of just nothing. Like like Thompson and Thompson are bumbling idiots. Oh yeah, that's it. There's nothing else yeah. behind them, but they, there's still an an element added to them that when they're nice to Tintin, it kind of rounds them out a little bit. And when they're when they show up in disguise in another country to like save the day with the wallet because of like. <laughs> This movie has like C, D, E, and F stories happening in it. (laughs) Also, the pickpocket gets a whole character. Like, why does he keep doing this? He's a kleptomaniac. Can't help himself. He's just got a whole office full of wallets. And the fact that he is just like, that whole scene where it's like, oh, you know, he he must be a clo- he he hates the outside. Well, no wonder he puts all of his wallets in his living room. You know, like <laughs> they just don't the get that, it. Like, right. Their idiocy is what made him turn him in. <laughs> just cracked me up. Right. He's like, I can't take this anymore. Just take me in. But like, isn't that like? Anyways, yeah, I could talk about how bad cops are at the job all day. Um. <laughs> It's not get political, not this one. This right. is a fun episode. No, yeah, this is a fun one. Um, and a globe trotter. I think that's that's what really stood out to me this time. I don't. It's not that I missed it on on my first watch, but I didn't realize how much of a globe trotter this was. Yes, and just the locations that they take you to. Um, you know what I got the feeling of? I got the what? feeling that Spielberg watched the Uncharted three trailer and said. Nah, I could fucking do that in my sleep. This is what the kids like now? Yeah, 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 I could do this in my sleep. Because there are so many scenes that are just shot for shot like, oh, okay, you're just doing Uncharted. Hell yeah. Like, I'm not mad. This is not a complaint. But like, oh yeah, you're right. Plane crash into the desert. That was the whole trailer for Uncharted 3 for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, going to like you know f- uh, fantastic locations and I I love when they go to is it Budapest or it's not Budapest no it was um, I forget where but it was like Middle Eastern oh God, what the hell's... area like Bagar, uh, Bagar in Morocco Bagar. Bagar that's it that, is that a real place I feel like that's a made up location I, I, a bunch of these are yeah I don't I don't think but yeah, it's supposed so. to take place it, in like Middle East Africa ish. Oh uh, yeah, fictitious, fictitious Moroccan yeah. port of Bagar. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I like that location. You've seen Spielberg shoot these kind of locations, but now he gets to build them. And what does he do? Yeah. He makes it vertical instead of horizontal, so that we can have this yeah. avalanching chase there. It's so fun to see him 
fire on these cylinders where it's like, yeah, this set design wouldn't really make sense in a real movie, right? Like, yeah. can you imagine building the wallet room for a throwaway gag in God, a live action no. movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. But you can just copy-paste these wallets in it if you're doing CGI, and suddenly bits yeah. that, that like take a lot don't yeah. take a lot. And I, I ugh, it's so inventive in that way. I was kind of surprised there was no Nas to Indiana Jones at any point in the whole movie. There was no, like, you never see anybody in the background wearing his hats, or you never see, like, Indiana Jones, like, pass by or something like that. Maybe it's a rights oh, issue. Well, I thing. think it's also because he was trying to pay homage to actual Tintin, because Tintin's been around true. decades, decades Longer before Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones yeah. So, like, yeah. he wanted to do true respect to it and, like, its adventures. Like, why would he mess that up? You know, especially if that was like part of yeah, his childhood. True. Yeah, it was weird when the credits start. Typically, Spielberg movies end with directed by Steven Spielberg. This starts with unit production manager, which is odd to me. I'm well, guessing he, he gets. A I, I don't know how much credit in the opening sequence to like this. And this movie has a animated opening sequence, yeah. which you don't see very yeah. often anymore. Yeah. So, but I think it's also because he was off working on was it Warhorse at the time? Yeah. So he did two movies in a, in a single year, and for films like this, animated films, director is not as important as you really think. Mm. The, it, it's more the CGI artists, the people that are in charge of the CGI department. They're the ones that are more important. Uh, animated films, the director can kind of step in, kind of say like, do this, do that, and then they can kind of leave. Then just leave it to the animators to do that stuff and then the director just kind of says yes or no and well and if, if they're doing it well the animators are coming up with the the physical performance and the director's job is to guide the actors to match that so that yeah there's a there's a palpable feeling of the actors going through these motions in this case there's almost entirely um performance capture um so there's a yeah. lot of real Spielberg probably directed all of that yeah yeah exactly yeah, um, I mean he's he's done it before. He did um, he uh, what the hell? He's directed video games before. He's directed uh, other animated productions before. So he's mm. he knows how to do this. Yeah. So it, it's it's not outside of his wheelhouse. And then he went off and did the hell was that movie? Oh, Ready Player One, which we'll all try to forget ever happened. <sighs> what happened to the beautiful CGI Spielberg? Oh God, why does that movie look like? Dog shit. So God. the the final Indiana Jones connection I want to bring up. Um, do you want to know how Spielberg found out about oh, Tintin? How? How? It was making Raiders of the Lost Ark. Are you serious? All the reviews accused him of copying Tintin. No. And he was like, oh my I don't know God. what that is. Oh, so he shit. got into Tintin after he made Raiders of the Lost That's Ark. Funny. Wow. Oh wow, that that's actually really funny. Damn, <laughs> art imitating art imitating art. Listen, oh, yeah, great. great minds, right? Like, and and that's to, I don't think it, it's it's not like a a miracle. That kind of content was the major content, like pre cowboy movies. There was a lot of King Solomon's yeah, Mines, Tarzan, you know, yeah, Edgar Rice yeah. Burroughs, like adventure was the the thing to do in the late 18 and 1900s I was if you were white say, and had money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was the thing to do. Like all that. It's it's Okay. Mark Twain, so many of his books are are riffs on the adventure genre in yeah. America, you know? 100%. Like, that Yeah. 
The, the, I don't want this genre to die. I love the globe-trotting adventure, getting shot at. Like, Tintin has a gun and never uses yeah. it really in the movie. Uh, he uses it, but he doesn't shoot anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the movie yeah. makes such, like, lines that, yeah, this is a kid's movie, but there's real guns in it, and this guy's going to get shot on their door, and then they're going to make a joke about it because, obviously, this has happened before. Yeah, well, it, it, that's what I also want to point out is that it, this is mainly a, a children's film yeah. because there's there are guns, there's but people getting shot at, but you see them. The, so when like the purse, they don't get shot on yes. screen. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. and you never no, see the blood, no blood or the actual hitting of like it's all yeah more yeah. so implied. Yeah, even when uh when the during the flashback segment when when um was it Red Rackham I think Red Rackham. Uh, he gets he gets stabbed on the boat and he pulls his sword away. There Nothing. is no blood on the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Even though there's a little cut right here on his side, no blood because children's film. We're trying to just make it for for a younger audience. If, if it was it's, secretly all lightsabers. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get your kids into watching these kinds of movies, this is like this is a perfect oh, starting God, point yeah. for like a five year old. Yeah, this is five good. or ten years old. Yeah, this is perfect for them. This then good. go to Raiders of a Lost Ark. Oh yeah, yeah. I would not give that to a five. No, those last ten minutes scarred me. Oh, as a child. God. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome when we saw it as kids, but yeah, now I'm like, eh, yeah, let let the kids watch Tintin. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah this is going to be a rolling theme for me across to whatever's this season. Is I, I'm highlighting kids movies that aren't really kids movies in that. I think there are movies that are made for kids that talk down to kids that are like, this is an yeah. adult speaking to a child. Yes. Th that's your like your trolls movies. If there's a lesson of the week hidden inside your movie, you don't really respect the kids enough to pull it out of the story. Whereas a Tintin yeah. is brave enough to go, no, actually this drunk guy is going to sit Tintin down and go, don't lose hope. Uh, don't talk shitty about yourself. Like he says these things directly to Tintin, yeah. because we, the kids understand Tintin is them. Like that—that that is their POV character into this adventure and story. And now they get to see this adult world from a kid's point of view. And I really, I really appreciate that in a kids movie that's not here to just like. Can Can I talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender for like two seconds? Um. Oh, the the live action. Yeah. Uh, that show that's on the way. Okay. I will make that thing is already a dumpster fire. And uh, it's not wait, even can out I, yet. Can I ask real quick? Is it about there is no war? No, no. Um, although that is so poignant in today's world, right? Um, no, in, in particular, an issue that I'm seeing with the new. I, I will make no comment on the new series. It's probably going to be ass. The original creators abandoned ship like months ago. It's probably going to be ass. Um, to make yeah. their own production company. An issue that I'm... Yeah. Right. A an issue that I'm Isn't it the Game of Thrones people that are in charge of it? That's, that's what I want to touch on. That is becoming an issue for people because they've said that they're dropping certain elements of the show. And, yeah. and I, I have to raise my hand and ask, like, why are people mad about this? Not, not in that, like, they might ruin it because they might, but, like... I guess I'm starting to understand some people really wanted it to be a one-to-one -one adaptation. They wanted live-action episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender where they teach you a lesson at the end of the episode like in the kids' show. And they're adapting this for what is now an adult audience seeking it out on streaming apps. So it's being adultified, and I'm, I'm cool with that. 
I'm cool with that because Tintin yeah. is proof right. that, yeah, you don't need to do, uh, you, you know, uh, lesson of the week kind of stuff to make something poignant that kids can still watch. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm concerned in people that are like, they want that lesson of the week out of their adult content. And it just, it doesn't match to me. Like, imagine if Reacher sat down at the end of each episode and was like, hey, kids, being a drug dealer is a bad thing. And maybe we should, you know, like, it would be like, so it, 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 weird. It, it come. It, I think it's something that's kind of happened with America these days, which is that I can't remember. I think it was Jim Norton, who's a comedian I typically don't care for, but he did say in recent interviews, says we're a nation of babies. Well, that that's what it's I was like, um, asking Seth about earlier because it was just revealed about Avatar: Last Airbender, the the live action that is um, that they're they're reporting already for season two that they're going to exclude the whole war of bossing say and like judy is that like the crux and, of the season uh, well, what i'm saying is obviously they're gonna do like the war against ozai and things like whatever but like the the whole part of season two was that the main earth kingdom of bossing say like the central point was like everyone was so like like kind of brainwashed into this thing you're like there's no war in bossing say mm -hmm. it's just pure Probably yeah like just, yeah. it is pure we're you know and they were like trying to fight against that saying hey guys no once you go outside the outer rim there's the fucking whole world out there at war for the past hundred years. And they're actually getting rid of that whole story arc because it's too much for people to handle, apparently. And I'm like, that's talking down to people. Like, that's that's yeah. basic propaganda. And you can yeah. teach yeah. kids that propaganda is bad. And that was a good way to show it. And they're just like, oh, no, we don't want to harm the kids. I'm like, it didn't harm the kids back then. How is it going to harm them now? Also, yeah. I, I, I want to shout this from the rooftops. There is no child demanding a remake to Avatar The Last Airbender. This is being made for adults. Like, right. yeah. straight up. <laughs> It's like the same people that argue that oh like like when did Star Wars get political like that that fucking crowd yeah. they just want the same feeling they had it's when always they were 10 been years political. old they saw it back then <laughs> yeah I, it's like guys you're 35 fucking years old you don't need a story of the week or a lesson of the week you're a goddamn adult that pays taxes or do right? they go watch if Zone you of Interest gotten and your cry. shit together by this point there's no hope for you yeah Christ man and like. And also, I it, to, to also bring that point home of like showing graphic content to children, I would absolutely take a ten-year-old and show them graphic war footage and be like, "Yeah, this is why war is bad. Right. Don't ever endorse this." Right? It's okay for kids to see graphic content if you're making the point of this is bad. Well, especially if that's something you know, they're seeking out. Don't ever do out, this. You know what I mean? Like some some kids might be a little more like violence averse, and I understand not showing them. But some kids are like, I want to see that. And at that point, it's like, yeah, Saving Private Ryan might be a safe little ten minute opener for you to watch real quick and see how scary this shit is. You know, it's we not... watched that shit in in school. Like, yeah. yeah, like this is what it felt like to be at I that landing in Normandy. In school, and it 
I yeah. did um, a PowerPoint presentation about Emmett Till, and um, holy and shit! <laughs> I, I that was my whole report. I did the research and everything, and I had the photos of his body after they found him. And my um, U.S. history teacher, he was like, "Everyone's gonna sit in this class and watch this," because he already saw, like, because he he vetted my presentation beforehand. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "You're gonna sit here and watch this. If it gets too much, you can leave after, but you will sit and see the it initially." He's like, "You can leave after, Oof. but you will learn." And I liked that. He was like, if it's too much, you can leave yeah. after. But you will see the horrors of our history. And I was, and I respected that. Because he wasn't going to like sit you there and force you to be there. But he's like, no, you will see what we did. And we're horrible people. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and mm -hmm. I agree with that. I feel like everyone should sit down and say, hey, yes, this is horrible. But not like make you force it, but just be like, yes, open your eyes. This is real. Maybe you can come back to it later. You know, and that's mm -hmm. I feel like that's what Tintin did. You know, they said, oh, this is the horrors of being a drunk. But he can overcome it. Yeah. This is the horrors of, you know, lack of police investigation. This is the horrors of international whatever, you know, but it was like it gave you hints of it. And didn't overwhelm you with it. And that's what it was like. Hey, you know, it it did it yeah. gradually. And that's what I appreciate about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, do it doesn't lay it on too thick. It's it's for a younger audience. I'm, <laughs> you guys ever seen that meme of. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder, Spider-Man can't hurt you. And it's just him with a machine gun. <laughs> I'm thinking of that. Like, what would Zack Snyder's Tin Tin be like? It'd be a fucking oh, nightmare. God. Oh my god! I can tell. You, I can tell you horrible this thing. nightmare. The, the action sequences no. wouldn't have the uh, the absolute chemistry that they do here. The, no, the, the, the tumbleweed of like logic and physics. That's one of my favorite parts of um, the pirate sequence specifically. Um, first of all. Steven Spielberg can do Pirates of the Caribbean in his sleep so easy oh, that he oh, just yeah. stuck up. Why did he movie? never direct Pirates? He would have been dude, better than Gore Verbinski. Look, you, you want to know why? Why? Um, Goonies. Oh, yeah, he kind of did already do it. Because <laughs> Goonies. Uh, th listen. The, the, well, I mean, he didn't do it himself. I mean, it was Richard Donner, but he was there on set as a producer. Yes. But, yeah, he kind of already did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, still more, waiting on that sequel. Yeah. <laughs> more, more power to him. Yeah, I just he, he could do this kind of stuff in his sleep, and I I really respect that. It just truly. Yeah. And, and even that something that didn't dawn on me the the first time I watched it that entire pirate sequence is because he's becoming sober and having hallucinations <laughs> while he sobers up in the desert from dehydration. <laughs> Because, oh, God. folks, if you're if you're watching, when you sober up, you dehydrate so fucking bad. And if you're already in a desert, you will trip 
balls. So this isn't just a flashback for flashback's sake. It is li- The movie is excusing its existence by saying, no, yeah, this man's hallucinating in the desert. And then later on, they double down and they do that cut back and forth thing where he's literally like living out ancestral DNA or something and doing the fight sequence. And it cuts to Tintin, also, and he's, like, under the table. He's terrified. He's going to kill me. I just don't. Real, real quick, though, I, I loved the part where um, he was like, what is this delicious beverage? There's, I don't smell any bouquet to it. And it's like, it's, it's water. <laughs> what what will they invent? Magnificent. <laughs> it's just drinking water. Oh man! Yeah, the dog swaps. See, the dog's the real detective in the movie. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Tintin's kind of a bumbling idiot, but he has like a heart of gold. It's it's all about Snowy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's uh, um, Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. Watson's typically the one that sort of lends the clues so that Sherlock can figure everything out. Yeah, yeah. You need that, like, that eye of normalcy for your weirdo to kind of, like, lens through. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, Yeah, I kind of want to go back to your bossing say thing there, Hope. Oh, Um, go for it. (laughs) I'm going to pontificate for a second. This is all hypothetical. I'm just wondering if they decided to cut the propaganda section after an extended sequence in real life America of us talking about how much propaganda is coming out of different conflicts around the world and how maybe yep. how maybe America is very pro propaganda if it's benefiting no. them. And yeah. I'm just really curious if maybe there was a big old Z word that was gonna get slung at them uh f- for doing that incorrectly. Um What's the what's the word? <laughs> You know, I'm not going to say, say it, it on this podcast. I don't want to get us say canceled. It. Absolutely. Say it. I just, there's some Zionist shit happening around this is all yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, there you go. There, that's you that's go. some weird uh, weird coincidence. When we do that shit in America with the kids, like Pledge of Allegiance is the is is propaganda. Oh, oh. Do it young. Dog. Do kids. Don't get me started on bringing cops into schools to talk about their job, but then the cops oh, won't Christ. talk about how 50% of them beat their wives and they only solve 2% of the crimes. Yeah, that's real propaganda for the kids right Dude. there. Trust yeah. this man, kids. Bro, as many times as I've like ta- went to clients and I'm like, uh, the cops said this was an OD, right? Yeah. Why is there five bullet holes in four different walls? <laughs> Um, what? Just... I've seen Pulp Fiction. Those bullets don't just miss people unless it's Jules. Right. Yeah. Like, uh. They just don't want to do paperwork. Jesus Christ. Gee, why? Yikes. All right, back to Tintin. Um, back to Tintin. Back to the good stuff. Back to happy things. I mean, yeah. I'm just curious. I had to pontificate there for a second. Um, I, let's let's gather our three reasons for people to to watch this one. I want to start doing this on this season. Okay, where, like this show right. exists. Uh, we've spoiled a little. Obviously, we've not spoiled a lot. Uh, I want to leave the, the story kind of where it is for for y'all to watch. Um, reasons for entry. Why why would we recommend somebody watch this one? Um, I, I'm trying to get it in list con- context so we can put it on TikTok. So here's three reasons to watch Tintin. My reason is. Uh, 
I'm going to steal from Jesse. This is an Indiana Jones movie, and it's the one we deserve. God damn it. It is the one we deserve, baby. (laughs) It's the apology for Crystal Skull. It's the apology for Crystal Skull. Sorry, I screwed up. There you go. Have this. It's all yours. Uh, It's got the comedy. It's got the action. It's got the... It's got the characters, it's got the beats and the mystery. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's another reason for entry? Uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. It's the it's peak CGI. It really doesn't get better than this. I would actually argue these are better than the Avatar movies because the Avatar movies they just feel so fake all the time. These, they've got a sheen to them. There's like a there's a slick. They're too to clean. Blue They're Avatar clean. movies, by the way. Blue Avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the 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 space Smurf one. <laughs> that that one. That apparently there's gonna be like seven of them. Like shut up, Jim Cameron. Just make a video game, right? Yeah, but yeah, these this is peak CGI. Like this is you can anybody could watch this and be entertained. Absolutely. It's not it's not like those fucking minions movies that talk down to kids and they're fucking irritating and drive parents crazy. <laughs> they all end on family is excellent and you should trust your family. And it's like, dog, not all families are like that. No. No. Hey, I like uh, the original oh, despicable no. me. Thank you. Uh, hard to top yeah yeah Be- before they got up nice. i was gonna yes. say and before also, they got the, um like minions world and universal is fantastic not gonna lie uh, <laughs> um but another reason for to watch tintin i'm sure you're gonna say edgar wright and crew right edgar wright yeah uh, and his crew like nick frost simon Pegg, like all of them came back and i love that i love mm-hmm. that they're working together again i love it yeah, yeah. This is hot off the heels of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Um, so this is a man that is thinking about how to make cartoons yes. in real life. Yes. Yes. Spielberg yes. and Peter Jackson both off of huge movies. Uh, Peter Jackson has just finished up the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy at this point. Uh, I think he's working on uh, King Kong. He just finished King, King Kong. Kong. There you yeah. go. Um, and like they're walking into this giant thing, and they go, "Who do we hire to help us adapt?" Edgar Wright, the kid that likes cartoons, bring that motherfucker in and just delivers that screenplay is yep. tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this was around the time that Spielberg and um, uh, Jackson were talking about doing Halo. Yep. And they were like, they were going to partner up on Halo at some point, and then that all fell through. Well, that's manifested into the show not. we have now. <laughs> oh, d- don't watch it. So it's it's so not worth it. It's so not yeah, worth I it. Think- Just watch the funny memes on TikTok of everyone complaining about he never puts his helmet on. That's the only thing that's entertaining. Yeah. Just, shit, just shit talk in the show. Yeah. That's it. I like that actor too. That's yeah. what really pisses me off. It's like he's a great actor, and he just has to, he has to defend the show because he's in the show. He clearly is just like gritting through his teeth, like why am I not wearing the helmet? Yeah, <laughs> you can tell he's just he. This it's like somebody off screen of like yes, yes, say it's good, say it's good, and there's a gun to his head off screen. It's like you ever seen those TikTok memes where it's like the people that repost and it's like they add in another thing to the side yeah. of the yeah. image. Yeah, it's like. That's yep. literally what it is. I He's being held that. captive because love of that it. fucking contract that he Absolutely. signed. Absolutely. No, I, I, yeah. hard to not disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's apparently been a sequel that's been greenlit, it, it's, but it's been in development hell for years and years, and I really don't think you're going to get a sequel to this. Mm. To Tintin, I, yeah, I, and honestly, like... It's too long. They've waited. Everybody, all these people are off in separate directions this, at this point. Good luck, I mean... Not that all these people had to be in the same room at the same time. Like, I really doubt that Edgar Wright and Spielberg and and Jackson and Joe Cornish were all, and, and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I doubt they were all in the same place at the same time. Now that we can just oh sure just email shit and it's it, it just 
or just do video calls. We don't need to be in the I same place. I just don't at the same think, uh, too, like you said, too much time has passed. Um, the the gateway to a sequel, uh, unless yeah. it's like something iconic, like when they did Anchorman Two, the ten years later thing. You know, like it has to be something like yeah. crazy big, like a draw to do something so much later. And I just don't yeah. think as yeah. as great as it is, I just don't think it had that pull. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, adventure films are kind of a dying genre now. Like the Uncharted movie that came out a few years ago, like nobody liked it. And then Indiana Jones Five, that was like the final nail in the coffin. Like audiences just don't want no, this anymore. No, they do. They weird. do. It's just they're being made shitty. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I have another reason uh, Reason for Or entry. they're in game form. They're in video game form. Video That's game adventures is, is the better way to or, go. Like Uncharted, we I was, saw. I was yeah. going to say, some of the things I love adventure-wise, it is anime series. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get my yeah. adventure from. It was anime series. Was, Listen, One Piece yeah. has been killing it for me. I'm up in the 800s now. And it's mm. going strong. Jesus Christ. Um, I had I have one more reason for entry, and I'm so mad I forgot it earlier. What is it? Uh, okay, I, I I love your point here, Jesse. You're highlighting how adventure movies tend to end really shitty, right? Like, like as good as any adventure movie can be, it is only as good as your ending. And the last two Indiana Jones have been like, yeah, not, not so good. Not good finales. A flying saucer takes off, and then Nazis are shooting at Roman soldiers. This is how we're fuck off. Anywho, yeah, whatever. So. I love that Tintin anyway. decides. No, there's no, there's no, there's no ghost goblins. There's nothing, you know, over the top. No sci-fi. We will, however, end on a mech crane battle for our final fight. That was sequence. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you did this live action, that would not be entertaining Dude. because that doesn't oh, work that, that way. Great. They bend the rules of physics just enough, because, just enough to make crane fighting. Because work. again, it's 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 forgettable because it's originally a comic because it's animated. You you can yep. Yep. give way to this because like I was I wasn't thinking oh that's improbable. I was like no this is a fun cartoon you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's yeah, straight it's, up Saturday morning yeah. cartoons at that point. It felt like the tick. Oh you know my what I mean? God. Like straight up. It just, <laughs> just as over the time. They just put the full series of the tick on Hulu oh, for anybody that's I love interested. The tick. Um, oh, the Patrick Warburton? No, no. The original the 90s cartoon. Oh, the 90s it. cartoon. They put the whole oh, thing shit. on Hulu. I've been so, wow. it, had it on the background like all I week. I know it's going to be my show now. <laughs> I forgot Amazing. how like i don't i don't think kids have adhd i think cartoons rewired our brain rewatch the tick y'all that mo- that show is adhd as fuck like it cannot decide what is happening in any given it is excellent i'm not not a knock on it but like a little all over the place that and freakazoid yeah. were the two uh adhd shows yeah 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 i love them yeah um Damn! Thank you, thank you guys for talking about Tintin with me. I, I, I hope we get a sequel. Peter Jackson's been talking about it with Jamie Bell. I think as recently as two years ago. But like, I don't know if Jackson's got the magic anymore. Yeah, yeah. Also, Peter Jackson. People forget he hasn't directed like a, a narrative film since the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, he's done two. He did two documentaries. That's it. He's done nothing else. 
Yeah. I, I think the Hobbit trilogy kind of like beat the living fuck out of him. <laughs> well, like <laughs> having to shill for Warner Brothers breaking unions. <laughs> I was like, I think he kind of said, yeah, I think I'm done for a little while, guys. Uh, yeah, no, since 2018, he's not yeah. directed. Wow. He's living off those royalties from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> More- he appeared in The Muppet Show. That's right. He appeared in The, the Muppets, where that little cameo that he had. That's right. Uh, I, I don't know where he why- said, I don't direct movies, I direct trilogies. <laughs> I don't know why I thought he directed the Mortal Engines movie. He was just a producer. Yeah. He was just say, a producer. Yeah. Because yeah. that movie's a piece it's of It's all shit. good, guys. We'll totally get a trilogy. We got Peter Jackson. Yeah, sure. How'd that work out, guys? Right. Yikes. Yikes. Christ. Maybe they should have gone full CGI instead of. Right, real people on that CGI would have, environment. Right. That would have really helped forgive a lot of the dumb bullshit in that right. story. In that story, God. Well, this has been uh, just quite a trip down adventure lane for me. I really appreciate it. I think um, yeah. our next pick is a Jesse pick, if I remember correctly. Ooh, what's gonna is be it? next recording? What are we? Which one are we doing? I th- I've forgotten what I picked. Let me Did pull I? up Anything? the calendar here real quick. Oh, we got Barry. That's our next two whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're talking about Barry. I finally <gasps> blew through all Barry in the span of a week, and we've been pushing it down the road to get to it. So yeah. I'm glad that it's going to be Barry. included in this season. Yes. Uh, it, it, talk about it fresh. Yeah. Well, it's also very short. It's four seasons, and it's it's only 10 episodes a season, mm-hmm. and every episode is half an hour. Yeah. So it's really not that much. Yeah. Which made me very happy. Like, I bring back the half-hour show. Like, I just... just Burn through seasons. Bring back but, ending shows when they're supposed to end. <laughs> yeah, stop drawing it out. Four seasons, perfect, and, perfect. And that yet, ending was Jesse perfect. Jesse still won't watch anime. I'm working on Chainsaw. <laughs> I'm up to seven. I'm up to episode seven. They just got out of the I, hotel. I just watched. Uh, fif- oh, I just watched fifty hours of a Barry show, but I, I, I can't do more than two episodes of anime, even though it's twenty-five minutes. <laughs> That was awesome when he killed every face in that hallway and in that elevator shaft and ate all the blood so he could keep going for like three days straight. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that show's so cool. There's there's another thing that if they they should they could never do live action like any like anime really should just stay. In. I have some bad like, news for you, Jesse. You're fucking as kidding. soon as a anime does as well as Chainsaw Man, it gets lined up for a live action. There That's are just, there course. are some that are good though. Um, live action Assassination Classroom, great. Um, Ooh, uh, okay. The Parasite, the Maxim movies, directed oh, God, by the guy yes. that did Godzilla minus one. Yes. He absolutely yes. crushed. Wow, two anime uh, live action remakes. Yeah, I love wow. Parasite. It's so good. Yeah, if you if you want to skip that anime, Jesse, and just watch those two movies, I would not blame you. Uh, you would get a, probably a pretty good experience out of it. All good. Oh, okay. My only experience with live action anime. All the is, American uh, ones. Uh, Death Note. Yeah. What, what is it? The, what was the one? Uh, oh, yeah. Death Note. That was that the American awful. one. We don't watch that one. There is a Japanese version one though that yeah. is actually fairly decent, but the American ones we don't we don't we don't talk about. Which is so sad because we did get. Uh, do you guys see that they're adding casting as a uh, Oscar? Yeah, but not stunts, you cocksuckers. Jesus. What, what the... So uh, Willem <sighs> Dafoe as um, the Shinigami in Death Note, the American one, that deserves an Oscar for casting. Uh, yeah, that, that's that perfect. Was perfect. It, the movie doesn't deserve no, the Oscar. No. But the casting no. does. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. Will Will Defoe and anything deserves an Oscar, but whatever. It's true. Yeah. 
bro. Yeah. He just shows up in the boy and the heron as a as a pelican and then talks to Robert Pattinson to give us that lighthouse reunion just for a split second. Ah! Mm. Did they know they were going to be talking to each other in that? Or was that... Or did, uh... No. Uh, so the way Ghibli does their voice acting, you don't know who any of the other cast is. And the, here's how I know. Robert Pattinson is doing his best Mark Hamill in that movie. Does and then Mark, Mark Hamill? Hamill's in the movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's a lot to check out. Uh, Tintin, Avatar movies, Fast and Furious, Avatar The Last Airbender... <laughs> Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What else did we get into? All today? the everything. Boy in the hair. Everything. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for this two whatever's way up. Thank you all so much for being here. <gasps> Good night. Good night. Bye. Second intro. Yeah, no, I have to lock mine because I flail too much. (laughs) When the Tourette's go, so does the video camera. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, Hope, did you see that video I sent you? The Australians. Oh, God. (laughs) Then it's like, we'll see who can say the word cunt the most on the stage. Mm -hmm. It's one of them has Tourette's, one of them is normal, but they're trying to out, (laughs) they're trying to out cunt each other. And it's just like, it's just 60 seconds of swearing. And it's just Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, God damn. <laughs> Gotta love Coprolalia. Yeah. Oh, look at the Legos in the background. Holy shit. I wa- I updated the setup so I could I be more. It. Well, Oren inspired me. <laughs> so I-, I feel like maybe I'll do like. <laughs> I think I might go to the Lego store later today, not going to lie. So I might like switch them out every so often to like Hell yeah. show different stuff. Depending on the Star Wars episode, right? Right. <laughs> well, I have, a, right. I have a DeLorean in the other room, so. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. All right. One more intro. Okay. All right.